It's like tasting. Start that. Start that. Is there anything? So, I mean, given your position as like a, you know, like you do like promotions and things like that. Are there any events that you want to plug? This is going to be going up August 1st. So I don't know if you have anything before then or around then that you want to think about trying to think offhand. This is why my poor phone is dying. Not, not battery wise. Oh yeah. I got you. Poor thing. I burned it out. Um, any big events? Not particularly. Uh, Let's get that. You can pull the mic a little bit closer to you. Any big events? Not particular, but not close enough. Or just going to angle it towards your mouth hole. Okay. There you go. You see how how nice you sound now. Now, if we could just work on the face. <laughs> Maybe of, then I could get a date that didn't look like it was on our all fours <laughs> eating raw meat. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's just get into it. And if you think of any dates around August 1st, around today, well, the only thing I could think about is that I'm going to announce the roster soon. So that's what I've been working on mostly is getting the roster together, getting all the label stuff together. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's leave them on a cliffhanger with that pool. Let's get this just a, a tad, get that more and more in just because, yeah. It's in the beard. Oh, that sounds so good right now. You hear, hear how lovely your voice sounds? No. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to leave yourselves, leave yourselves, feel free to make yourselves at home. I apologize. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge here we are it is a lovely thursday we're hanging out chilling the upload date for this episode will be august 1st so it's august 1st out there in the internet land for all you internet people and i'm sitting here today with a new friend of mine dakota and i'm gonna try to pronounce your last name best of luck horbacek close herbacek herbacek okay so the o is like an e yeah. Kinda. Herbacek. It's, it's Ukrainian. Ukrainian. That's nice. I've been like on this kick lately of trying to challenge myself to pronounce people's names and things that I don't understand. And I was like looking at it for a minute and Horbacek was what I went with. But so that was that's close enough. That's closer to most people. Okay. So, what what are some of the some good ones you've heard over the Horbacek. years? <laughs> I could see that. Uh I'm I'm trying to think one of the worst butchered jobs. Uh, of all my mind's trying to black it out. Okay. That's fair enough. You know what? We don't got to bring up bad memories. I don't want that to happen to you. So I, I was going to say, I've had about <laughs> like a, a handful of people, like, like five instances where they saw my name. They instantly knew the exact phrasing. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were all Ukrainian. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I was actually at the Ukrainian festival. Okay. And well then that doesn't count. That doesn't I know. Count at all. But okay, so I even didn't even know what it meant, and one of them told me what it meant. Oh, what's it mean? Small hill. 
Okay. Well, it could mean either we lived on a small hill. I got you. Or because of how big my entire family members are, we are small hills. Fair enough. Yeah, my sister is like 5'10". Okay. She's the smallest. All right. Fair enough. Cool. So I'm sitting here today with this chilly little polar bear over here, Dakota Herbacek of Devil Inside Records. Make some noise. And for those of you out there in the internet land that don't know about Devil Inside Records, well, we're going to talk a little bit about it today. Going to learn all about it. As Dakota mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you know, he has some things he's going to be announcing soon. Not today. This isn't the platform, but we're going to chat about the label and promotions and all of these things. And, you know, why someone in the world like myself has decided to spend their free time trying to, you know, do music and support art because you know why why would we do that why do you do it what's so great about art let's start there what what do you like about art and music well uh i really started getting to music a lot more uh i was at a dark period in my life and that brought me out of it so i spent more and more time trying to get more involved in music and then one day i just started working on my own kept going <laughs> like working on your own music no oh, uh, just I am, like working I am actually on not a musician okay i'm a talker not a musician a talker got it yeah yeah and i feel like a lot of musicians could use a talker yeah you're, you're not you're not a shaker you're a mover mm-hmm. as they some nobody's probably ever said that before probably but i just <laughs> said it so how long has devil inside been a thing i know uh from my interactions with this and hearing about it and seeing things you know over the internet it seems like it's kind of like shape-shifted a bit and evolved since its beginning but like when did the start of it happen april i want to say 2017 okay yeah that was when i initially started the page yeah on facebook called pa local bands yeah and i really just started with local bands and pa fair enough but then uh, it started growing more and more and i wanted to break out of pennsylvania because i kept getting uh all these amazing bands outside of pa coming like oh hey can we get posted on there too and then i just changed it to devil inside promotions yep and then that took off actually at first uh i think i lost a bunch of followers but shortly thereafter because i could post about bands outside of pennsylvania it grew way bigger absolutely and then i started doing international and then promoting in like other countries so i actually have a promotion going right now i'm trying to remember which countries i put it in just to see where how when i actually went in ukraine that's actually one of them so i'm like yeah you get a little heritage fan base absolutely and uh poland germany because i my parents told me i was poland for the longest time and or polish and turns out i'm not polish okay (laughs) you know my girlfriend just had a uh ancestry.com uh results come back and her whole life she was told that she was you know a set of things and then whatever she got back was a little bit different from that it's been kind of funny was it one of those mapping things you know what i didn't actually see it so i don't know what it looks like okay oh i was 
I got I got one of those mapping things. Now, okay, where you're like, oh, well, you're Irish because your family name came up once. Uh, yeah, she did the type of thing where I think you like spit in a tube and send it away, and they do some sort of science shit to figure it out. Yeah, that's what they did, but they also researched like the name and that. Yeah, they, there may have been some background info in what she was doing. I know that she's been like pretty deep in it the past couple of weeks like do maybe doing oh, you, doing self-research and i think whatever with the results that she had gotten from them you know i i don't know enough about it to really speak on it but yeah i you can lose yourself honestly i start digging through records sure but i was like it could be I, really I cool to stop i, think, I have things to do <laughs> i think that it's something that i'm gonna maybe look into doing because i don't have um really any connection to any family members and I have no idea about anything, like where I came from, who I am. Is my last name even really how? I don't know. Find out later on a future episode. But back to Devil Inside Promotions in Dakota. So, you know, you go from uh, promotions and now we're doing records. Well, the label itself was always the end goal. Okay. So you, this was, it's been it a just slow accelerated process. accelerated faster than I expected. Understood. Understood. Yeah, so uh, starting in January, I got all the licensing and everything and became label, but it's only digital. So the label itself is only online. There's no office, so anyone could, no matter where they are in the world, if they're a member of Devil Inside Records, they can jump on and have access to what they need. So it's just anywhere we can set up. Yeah, power of the internet is fucking awesome. It's ridiculous sometimes. Hell yeah, it's really, really cool. And we didn't mention this, but if you can't tell by the name, uh, Devil Inside Records is like, it kind of has a focus around the rock genre, rock and metal and, you know, heavy, heavier stuff, music with instruments, if you will. Some might say. Yeah, some, you know, strings and distortions and amps and guitars and things, probably lots of long hair. Or short hair, you know, whatever. There's no, there's like no hair in the building today. If I took off this hat, I'd, I'd look like your boy over here. Are you picking on my luscious locks? Bro, I got, you know, we have the same haircut. I can't, I'm not picking on you, dude. <laughs> Fuck, man, it's rough out here. So. Helps in the summer though. Yeah, absolutely. But the beards don't help too much, but whatever. No. You gotta, you gotta do something. I don't want to be looking like a fucking big old baby with a bald ass head and a bald face. I oh, should see me. When's the oh, last time God. you shaved? Uh, I did it a few weeks ago because I got one of those uneven ones and oh, bothering me. It's the worst. It's the worst. Did you ever do one of those things where like, if you have to shave, you just start being creative, just seeing like what it would look like. Maybe it, lightly but not not too too much i did a couple things i did mutton chops i was okay i was like i could roll rock this back in the 1800s i could rock this (laughs) i went with the goatee i'm like what is it what do i look like as a douchebag let me just i'm like this fits a little too much so I'm like, that's got to go. <laughs> oh, be, be kinder to yourself. Dakota, oh, and then man. I did the handlebar mustache. Okay. Yeah, that, that's good. That's a good one. You got it. I've done that. I think everybody's done that. You got to do that. That's a trademark. Yeah. Just to see what it looked like once. Absolutely. I had way too much fun doing that. So now with your label and it being, you know, some not exactly a, uh, 
a, 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 I can't talk. With your label, Dakota, Devil Inside Records, and it not being, you know, growing from this Pennsylvania-based thing, how uh, locked into the Pennsylvania music community do you find yourself now? Do you find yourself still able to keep up with everything that's going on around here, or are you kind of distracted with all this other stuff? It's I'm not like as deep into it as I once was. Yeah. I will fully admit that. Like I know I've fallen behind a little bit, but I, I do try to keep up a little, but it's just not to the same extent that I once did because I, I get message from bands from the UK, Canada. I was actually just talking to a Canadian artist just the other day. Is there any traits that you notice that are significantly different, you know, when you're thinking about bands from Pennsylvania versus say a band anywhere else in the world, are there any differences that you've noticed? Uh, different parts of the world. It's a little easier for some bands and like getting people to shows. Like I've noticed that because there's a really kick-ass band out of Philly or right near Philly uh, called illusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. And they just went on their first European tour and from all the pictures that I made them tag me in, <laughs> uh, they had, well, had a ball, obviously, but a lot of the shows had a lot of people there. A couple more festivals, obviously, so. Yeah. But I- there was always a good turnout. That's the thing. Like, it's not as hard to get people to shows because I think the promoters are actually pushing the shows a lot more in different parts of the world. Whereas I've noticed more in the U.S., there's a lot more of the local bands have to do more of the pushing. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much a promoter thing. I think there are a lot of promoters that promote really well. I think what you get in Europe, and granted, I'm not a European musician or a promoter, so I'm just making assumptions here. But I think over there, just the general population of people, people that aren't artists or musicians, have more of a respect for underground talent than we do in america i would agree with that because i think that that's a lot of the times with artists bands musicians whatever you want to call those those people those hooligans it's real easy to get caught up in you know thinking about uh not thinking about i should say it's real easy to get caught up not thinking about what the common person's interests are like i think you get real tied up in like uh trying to get people in other bands to your shows or trying to impress other bands or schmooze up to promoters and things like that. When really the only people you should be really trying to promote or impress would be like average people. Mm -hmm. Cause those are the people that you need to get more of out to shows. And I think that the talent is around us everywhere. And like, there's a lot of really, really good bands, but the local people just don't, either know that it's going on or they just don't have a respect for it. They don't get it. And uh, I don't, I don't know. That's something I've been trying to figure out how to knock on those doors and get people to pay attention to what you're doing for a long time. I, I, I still haven't figured it out. No, I, I get that a lot. Cause I come, I I'm, I stopped being surprised <laughs> a little bit ago, but there's still sometimes where I go, why aren't you more popular? I just heard your music. How is this not possible? Yeah. 
there's so many weird little things that need to go into it, you know, like, uh, obviously as you would know, like promotions are a big part of it. And I think yeah. just simple things of like just how bands handle themselves, you know, like a band could be really, really good, but if they don't really tell anybody about themselves, yeah, that's, then, cause I mean, it, like, I mean, it is definitely a problem with bands that don't promote themselves. I'm not trying to say the issue is that people just don't come out to shows. There are definitely, it's a combination of everything. Yeah, that's why like they need to search out for people who are the talkers that will do that for them because not everyone's equipped with the same set of skills. Absolutely. That's yeah, right. so they got to find those people who are willing to do the extra mile for them. Teamwork makes the dream work, as people say. Yeah. And I've said this before on the podcast, but for anybody that's new or anybody that just needs to be reminded of things that I've said a thousand times on the show, I think that it's really interesting. A lot of musicians get into making music or creating art in general, regardless of what it is, because they're introverted. You know, they're not really good at talking to people. So they get, they express themselves through, you know, art. And then whenever it comes time for them to, uh, start telling people about their art, if it's somebody that's, you know, been holed up in a bedroom playing guitar for five, 10 years, it's like, how do I talk to people? I don't know. It's so hard. You're actually going to find this funny, but I, I used to be a lot more introverted. And when I was, I actually did art. I, I painted <laughs> and stuff. But the more extroverted I became, the less art I was actually doing. That's weird. I wonder what's up with that. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, wait a minute. Huh. That's super interesting. I wonder if there's a... A, well, I, I, I would like, wonder if there's a correlation on there. There's sometimes there's people that I talk to. Um, shout outs to Zachary Rudder, who's a local artist that I had on the podcast recently. And I was bringing, I brought that point up to him, I think, in our conversation. And he said that he was the total opposite because he's such an extrovert. And he's just like a really like has this positive message through all of his art spread love is like his big message. And like he's like super talkative, super all about himself and community and he's also an artist so it's like wow like this is such an anomaly but i appreciate your spirit dude hey it takes all kinds but that's where like my appreciation for art comes from it's not just the music like saving me it's because i had actually worked making art yeah so i have an appreciation for a lot of different levels of it what kind of art were you doing i'm assuming visual art yeah it was visual uh most the one that I really stood out with, uh, I used, you know, the twist ties, like when you go to like Giant Eagle, you get your. Absolutely. And you wrap the little bag. I'm a As garbage a, person. Of course I know these things. <laughs> when, uh, when I was in high school and a kid, I would like grab like a whole handful and just hide them. <laughs> and then my. <laughs> Okay. My wait. parents would catch me like making like giant like dragons and Whoa. things out of twist ties. Okay. I still have a few left. All right. I've probably made over two to three hundred of them, but I only got like fifteen. Weird. Because I would give them out. People would be like, "Oh, that's really cool." I'm like, "Want it?" Yo, is there? You, you got to post some pictures up online. I of actually this. do have pictures. Okay. On my Facebook, it. It's a buried album. Okay. And it's there. Yeah, I'm I'm about to dig for these things, but I don't wanna I don't want the conversation to get too off track. We'll look <laughs> we'll look them up a little later, all right. Don't let me forget about the twist tie dragons. That sounds fucking tight. Yeah. Uh, I actually made 
I tried making a human one with like digits. It turned out like monstrous. <laughs> I can imagine. Like At salad this point, fingers. it has a gun attached to its arm. One like part of it's a dragon. Uh, has eyes. <laughs> Sounds like some nightmare shit. Yeah. Oh, there's one that has a shield. That's the Punisher skull. Okay. I was quite proud of that one. That's fucking awesome. I would love to see some of these. So with Devil Inside and just everything that you do, um, even though it is, you know, a global effort, I suppose, I suppose with, you know, it being, you know, artists from all over the place, um, it's still a community. And like, you know, how important is the idea of, you know, creating a community and curating like artists? Like, do you try to get the artists that you work with to like link up and work together or is everything else? That's a lot of what I do. Uh, Like I'll get requests from people like, oh, hey, do you know a band over here? And like, I, I obviously do, but it just takes me a minute to remember who it is or try to find it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you'll you'll want to hook up with them. They're they're cool. You'll like them a lot. Be friends. Make shows. I got gotcha. you. More music. So that's awesome. I think that's definitely the way to do it. With you know this this community that you're curating, then and this list of bands roster that you will be announcing at some point in time. Uh, you know how much of this roster. Rasta, Rasta, Rasta. Oh no, I like that. We'll start how, calling it Rasta. How much is this Rasta? Um, the curation of it. How? How? Oh my god! Well, I, I, say, I apologize, everybody. My question to you, Dakota, is how much of the roster is like personal preference, preference and bias versus just like artists that you think maybe. You know, maybe they're musically not exactly your thing, but you recognize their hustle and it fits in the wheelhouse of what you're doing. Like, how do you balance those two things out? Well, I do have like two or three bands that would be personal preference. Yeah. But I also acknowledge talents. Now, I'm there's a bands like they're really solid. Uh, I'm a fan of them as people. Like, so I will push their music everywhere. But I'm not, I don't like their music with the music. As totally, much, totally. But I know talent when I hear it. Yeah, you understand it, you know, just because, you know, you don't like coleslaw doesn't mean someone else doesn't. So, yeah. you know, if somebody wants to buy some coleslaw from you, you'll gladly keep it in stock. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I, uh, there's probably the first one would be press for, uh, personal preference, but they're also really fucking talented. Well, I think that makes the most sense. You know, of course it's personal. Like, you know, I think it's what you're doing. These types of things, it's such a passion project. You really got to give a fuck on every single aspect of it to really dig in. Well, I think that's also the difference between an indie label, which I'm going to be, which I have versus a major label, major label. They just bank on your talent. Yeah. Where indie labels, they, they make it personal. Like there's, uh, there's, I think 30 different labels in Pittsburgh alone. I'd imagine so. Uh, but I know each label was always personal with every band that they had. I think that it's really important. I mean, coming up, uh, maybe you have a similar story. I don't know what your musical background is like in terms of what you listen to. We can get into that, but you know, regardless of genre, whenever I was growing up, you know, I listened to a lot of heavy metal and, you know, 
I would look for if I saw a band that was like on Roadrunner Records, it'd be like, yeah, you know, I probably am going to like this band. It's probably in the wheelhouse of things that I'm going to like. And that held true until the first Nickelback album, which was on Roadrunner Records, which you to made, be fair, it made you love Roadrunner more, right? To be fair, I think Nickelback gets a really bad rep. I don't think they're that bad of a band. I actually think they're a pretty good rock band. They've been very successful for a long time, and they've made I, songs that everybody fucking knows. It's just so weird they get a bad rep. I think I know what the main problem why people have issues with Nickelback is because the songs themselves, uh, if you like read through the lyrics, it sounds more like a pop song than a oh, rock sure. song. Oh, dude, their pop rock is fuck, for sure. Yeah, but they market themselves as hard rock more, <laughs> and I think that's what the issue comes from with yeah, them. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, so... It just feels wrong to people naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's like a, uh, it's 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 rock for uh, I don't know. I was gonna try to come up with some fun analogy like a, uh, like like it's rock for people with tattoos that also like a really clean kitchen counter. I that thought ma- you were gonna that say makes like no sense. Stefani. Eh, sure, hey, that she too. Kicks ass. No, I like no I like doubt. I like clean kitchen counters. No doubt is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't. I kind of tuned out in their later years when they basically just became Gwen Stefani solo project before she just dropped the No Doubt name. I think that was probably just a a contract, uh, meeting a contract and releasing a couple albums to get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Under that name, most likely. Uh, but the early stuff. Uh, you know, Tragic Kingdom and what was it Return of Saturn, Return to Saturn, whatever that that second album so was. Good under albums, yeah. But. The one that had Ex Girlfriend on it, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Those are good albums, good band. Uh, anyways, uh, sorry, I was talking about people that like clean kitchen counters. There's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, curating a label uh, and you know the personal things and things like that, uh, and finding out about bands because of a label having a voice like roadrunner records had a voice relapse records had a voice it's funny because nowadays there's like stuff that comes out on these labels that i'm like i can't like what they released this but the musical landscape right now is so all over the place i don't think anybody has any idea of like what is going to work and what's not going to we're in like this really interesting transition period where there isn't like anything that's super popular in the realm of rock music right now so rock is so ambiguous yeah it's good to be diverse right now yeah like the biggest rock bands in the world quote rock would be like what 21 pilots imagine dragons Mm -hmm. and like those are such like genre fluid bands you know like there's like they go all over the place and there's not a whole lot of guitars but it's considered rock i don't know whatever i have no beef with it i like electronic music it's just strange how things have evolved definitely what were some of the bands that you were listening to that got you into rock music growing up well actually i never really listened to one band or another growing up it was in high school when i started actually right out of high school is when i developed my own taste okay in high school i researched music actually starting from 1900s oh that's interesting yeah and then i do every decade like 1910 1920 you know just listen to the best musicians that were ranked or whatever okay that's interesting yeah what was that like you learn a lot of music yeah uh very diverse you learn what was popular so uh, i'm still a sucker for a couple of them 
I was going to ask you. Like 60s, The Wanderer. Come on, you got to know that song. It's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask about some stuff that had stuck with you and like how that that resonates with the way you intake music nowadays. Because I think that there was something really great about music in the the 60s, 70s, and some of the 80s to an extent. Um, Because in the 80s was when studio production really started to take off with computers and you were able to start pulling off some pretty unhuman things. Oh, remember when I got to the 70s and 80s? I was there for a it's while. A sharp, it's a sharp left. There's a lot of stuff that happened. But um, oh, yeah. I think that there's a, really a lot to learn about music just from early time periods, you know, 50s, 60s, even before that, before you could just use a computer to help everything. Like recordings that you're hearing are just legit motherfuckers in a room with instruments and some mic set up. Like there's no bullshit, no trickery. Yeah. And it's really insane to just hear some of the stuff talent. that was pulled off. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. Nat King Cole was one of my favorites. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm a huge uh, Betty Davis fan. I could see it. And uh, just because it was like so fucking raw. It was awesome. I love that stuff. Just no bullshit. I mean, there's a lot of no bullshit now, but there's also a lot of bullshit to sift through. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say out of high school is when I really developed my own personal taste. Like uh, there were some pop rock artists out of the UK that I listened to. And my first true love, which I always tell everyone, is Hailstorm. Oh, I fucking love Hailstorm. Yo, did you They're, go to that show? The recent one? Yeah. No. I've only missed two Hailstorm shows Yo. in Pittsburgh, and I don't consider Burgett's Sound Pittsburgh. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, fuck, dude. Okay. You, I don't want to distract you with hail, my Hailstorm comments, but I, I love. No. I, no, they are coming. Give me your Hailstorm comments. I just love that band. I think they're, they're fucking, fucking badass. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, there was an article in Revolver back in the day of Lizzie playing a set with her hand bleeding all over the stage. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, I, I love it. And the thing that I, I really like about, I know some some fans of them, I think, have kind of tapped out in recent years with some of their more recent stuff. But And I kind of miss, I cause speaking about pop, I think they're getting a lot more pop with a lot of their music they're incorporating a lot of like pop elements i can see but it. it just sounds like it just sounds like badass joan jet to me like a modern like modern era that kind of just badass good pop rock catchy stuff with like tons of fucking like uh just like tons of like attitude and like sex appeal and like very just like in your face like it's like it's cool like to see somebody just like a band putting out really good, just no bullshit rock music. And then it's like, that's not like, it just, it sounds like rock music. You know, there's no, no if, ands or buts. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. And RJ is one hell of a fucking drummer. Like you don't see like, like you see good drummers and then you see ones that are clearly going to become legends. Yeah. RJ for me is going to be one of those fucking legends. Yeah. He, Really, really cool stuff. I really like. Uh, I really like his drumming on um, Philly which, Live. No, it's the album. Well, it's the al- album. Well, I don't know if he was. Was he? Has he always been the drummer in the band? I'm not yeah. familiar with. Uh, the only time is if like he's sick or something, and then yeah. Dylan Wood from in Pittsburgh actually subs out for him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. You well, I guess Hailstorm's kind of local, right? Well, they're from PA, right? Yeah, Red Lion. Yeah. Um. So. The album, the Hillstore album, uh, 
I forget the name of it. The first Love Bites is the first track. It's like it's their second album. Love Bites. Uh, like uh, the, the curious strange case, strange case. Yeah. That, that album, uh, that was good. Yeah. The drumming on that album is very active and it's really, really cool. And that's actually one thing interesting talking about, uh, how they've evolved into like becoming a little bit more streamlined and kind of like towing that pop line. The drumming has gotten, it's like taking a back seat a bit, but that's just a result of the direction they're going in, but it's still good. It's still good. Like I don't, I don't mind it. But if you listen to the drumming on the earlier stuff versus the newer, even the guitar playing, there was like a lot more kind of like, uh, I would say like kind of like noodly flashy stuff in the early stuff versus now. Oh, something you'll appreciate. Hailstorm actually wore uh, jerseys that a local band. Well, I'd say they're more indie, like regional now, but out of New Jersey, wore their like shirts. So even Hailstorm supports local. No, that's awesome. I, I think that they're, uh, I, I think they're a great band, and that's really cool. They were like the first band that got. I mean, it makes sense. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, that's they're the ones. It was even it was before their first album too. Okay, like what I heard was, uh, there was a couple singles. Yeah, you know I oh one and done EP. Okay, yeah I I you Blue know eyes that got me. They right were there. they were a band that I admittedly I mean I only started listening to them recently. Uh so I've never seen them live and I really wanted to see them when they were here last week but we had a show out of town. But uh I actually I knew who they were for a really long time. I were always like I always saw their name around. I would be flipping through records at a store like you'd come across their records. I was very aware of who they are, but I never listened to them. And actually I found out about them because, um, last year, uh, they premiered a gray Walker song on one Oh five, nine, the X and the song that played right before us was a hailstorm song. And I had no idea who it was, but we were listening to the radio just because we're like, okay, it's going to, it's yeah, going to be coming on. And like this song was playing and I was like, what is this? Like this fucking girl is singing her ass off. And then I fucking like looked She's it up. I was, I was like, Oh, hailstorm. I've been like, this is hailstorm. This is fucking sick. And then, so I've been like a fan of them ever since then. Yeah. My brother, <laughs> when I lived with my brother, uh, that was when I was like, still super heavy in the hailstorm uh-huh. don't get me wrong there's i still listen to him <laughs> but uh he he's he would talk about me at work he's like oh my god my brother won't shut up about this goddamn band <laughs> and little did he know that was not going to change any point in time it was mm-hmm. just going to change what band i was talking about at sure. any given time so um I, uh, that was actually the first time that i did anything for bands uh, as soon as I heard them, I had to be involved. They were the first like street team I ever went on. Oh, that's helpful. super cool. Yeah. They're the ones that like pushed me more into music by far. Holy shit. That's really, really cool. And then actually the band that pushed me more into local and indie music was September morning. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know them. Uh, the name sounds really familiar. Like morning spelled like M O U R. Yeah. Yeah. As in you're in, where are they from? LA. LA. Okay. Different members are from different parts. Okay. Uh, actually you might know one. Do you know the art of burning bridges? Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. I've seen that name around. I don't know any of these people personally. I think these are just names I've seen online. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the lead singer and guitarist from that, uh, 
Uh, Patrick. Okay. I think that's what he's... If not, he's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> 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 he went by Anthony Rome on Facebook for so long, my mind's like trying to force oh, me to say it. Oh, I've had such a difficult time. There's a lot of people in my life right now that have different names on Facebook versus their real yeah. life names. And I think that, you know, it's just trying it to, you off. they're like work life and personal life thing. Yeah, it really, it's, it's silly. He's from Pittsburgh. Okay. He's in September morning now. Okay, cool. Uh, Rich, uh, he is just an amazing person like to know. He lives in Ohio. Emily, lead singer, lives in LA, but the band is based out of LA where the label is. Okay. But the members are from different parts and actually closer to Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's a good reason to love them. (laughs) But uh, I went to their first headlining show in Pittsburgh. Now, they had been in Pittsburgh before, but they were with like OTEP. Uh, Lacey Sturm was there. Like it was a big, good name show. Yeah. Like you, it was packed house. It was at altar bar. RIP. So I went to their second show, which was at diesel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) RIP. Yeah. It actually looks a lot cooler in there now. Have you been in there since Foxtail since the changeover once? I think. Yeah. I, I think it looks a lot better in there now, but anyways, but, uh, I went in there and I'm like looking around I'm like, like where the fuck is everyone? Like, I know how good this band is. Why aren't there more fucking people here? Yeah. So yeah. my mind naturally started wondering, I have to find out why there aren't people here. So I started to get looking into bands, like why, like more people didn't come. Yeah. As what'd you find? Uh, one, the show wasn't really promoted that well. That'll do it. That would hurt. And it looked like most of the sales that were done were done by the openers. Yeah. That's how a lot I of... I know. You're surprised. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Look at that, his face, for it is shocked. <laughs> yeah. That, that, I think that goes back to my point that I made earlier about people just not taking local or independent music seriously. You know what I mean? It's not that Pittsburgh doesn't like music. Let a fucking band like Mastodon or some shit come through town. It's going to be packed every time. Mastodon can play here every other fucking month and it will be packed. There is one other thing that may impact it. Now, the bands that have to sell tickets, typically they're selling tickets to the same people over and over and over. Yeah. And eventually people... You're like, well, we just saw you like 15 different times. We're going to pass this time. Yeah. So you're selling a lot to your friends and your family who've seen you a million times. I think that it's really important for bands that are that hop onto those ticketed shows to make sure that it makes sense for you to play the show. And is it a show that, you know, people that, you know, would go to anyways? That's like what we do with Greywalker. I mean, we've we sold like. 75 tickets to see darkest hour at diesel easy like nothing because i mean we're pretty much you know a a dollar store darkest hour so all of our fans and friends like darkest hour yeah it was a good matchup yeah that was the thing but i think a lot of times like people will be like oh uh you know 
a lot of bands, especially in like the heavy genres, like whether it's metal, hardcore or whatever, it's like a band's playing and they've seen their shirt at Hot Topic, so they want to open up for them, even if it's like a completely different thing, you know? So it's like, you know, people that like them probably don't want to go to the show and people that they're friends with probably don't want to go to the show because they don't listen to that band. And then you're putting yourself in a really stupid position just to open up for a band that's not going to give a shit that you're playing the show. But that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Talking about bands doing stupid things. This is a conversation oh, I want to ask you. Uh, not a conversation, a question I want to ask you. Given your interesting position now, promoter, uh, curator, label, head, all of these things. What is your position on bands that have been active for like two or three years, maybe even longer, that don't have a bio written, don't have promos don't have like any of the basics covered i understand that maybe in some positions as a label it's kind of maybe your job to help bands get those things together yes and no uh one of the things i look at is if the band submits to me and you don't have any of that like why would you submit to me yeah sure it's like how much do you really care about what you're doing i'm an indie label so i take the extra effort to take a look at bands and try to search them on facebook or the just Google. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I take the extra effort. Now, major label bands, or like major labels, if the bands submit to them with the same thing, they're just going to be passed over. Because they're, they have to go through so many submissions. Oh, yeah, yeah. By far more than I've gone through. And if you don't put in the effort to even give them like a one click so they can listen to your music, everything should be there, ready and to go that way it makes it easier for them to actually review your music instead of just passing you over because you didn't put something in totally and that would help you become more successful getting into those major labels yeah i think that a good piece of advice is like to even if it sucks even if you have shitty promos and your bio is not that great i would still just get it together and then if you link up with somebody like dakota or somebody else like they can help you fine-tune it that's the point of something i think somebody in your position would do to like take something that they have and then refine it and build upon it and make it better hell even just find someone who makes epks yeah now there's someone actually we're both probably familiar with is trish smith a little back cheers to trish she just uh, she just celebrated her big three zero this past weekend at Mister Small's. That was a cool show. There was a lot of fun bands there. I'd never seen any of those bands before, so it was cool to uh, go to a cool show, see some friends, and see some new bands. Love it. it she's amazing, like you know that. But uh, she makes EPKs, so she'd be a great person for any band to talk to about getting that done. Even if it's just something simple and quick. It's still something that would help anyone that you they submit to where they're not digging around trying to find your stuff. Everything's right there, ready to go. Absolutely. Now, like on my website, uh, whenever I put a band like for the label or promotional, it's a mini EPK, essentially, like a brief mm-hmm. description. Yeah. Links to everything. Uh, photos. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what uh, our websites are like. They're just they're EPKs. Yeah. Yeah. And we have an EPK on the website as well, but whatever. The nerve. Double it down. So, 
like I was at a the conference out in Harrisburg, Millennium Music Conference. Okay, that was something that uh, there's a publisher that was there. He was at one of the panels. He, that was something he was talking about is how when people go get these submissions, uh, they are so strict on time and what they can do that if they can't get to you in like two or three clicks or less, it's not worth their time. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. They need to be able to review it for whatever reason as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. With all of the bands that you come across, is there one, like one common trait that you think independent bands in general could be better at? Hmm. That's a really good question. Because I feel like you probably interact with bands a lot differently than somebody that isn't in your position, you know? Yeah, and and I come across as an asshole a lot. I mean, why do you think you come across as an asshole? I think because of how I phrase things sometimes. I'm not meaning to, but... Like sometimes I'm a little too straightforward and just comes across as me being a dick. Yeah. I feel like if no, I don't mean it. I'm just trying to be helpful. No, I feel like if you can't take just like a direct message without like, you know, it being fluffed and sugar coated, uh, you're going to have a hard time getting too, too far in the arts and entertainment industry. I would say I actually thought about something. Actually, a couple of things. Um, I, it could be the same thing. Like cocky and arrogance. Oh, okay. Like some bands think, uh, act like they're owed something because they're indie or. Like they, now, there's they're kind of like puffing up their chest a bit yeah. while emailing you. Like. And then there's like, like, I saw this at a show once where the headliner, really great people, like. They love what they do. They love working with other bands, even yeah. ones not as popular as them. Like they love, they love what they do. Uh huh. You can hear it in like their performances, the way they talk to others. They just love everything. Okay. And when one of the openers, like the headliner, does what they normally do, they give props to the openers, or at least good ones. <laughs> they give props to the openers. Yeah. But uh. And then the one band, every time that the band would stop to talk to the fans to like try to interact with the crowd, another good sign of a good band. They're interacting with people. Uh, they kept the lead singer of the band kept trying to get props for their band. Like, oh, and what about my band? <laughs> Give us more props. So that right there annoyed me so deeply. Sure. Okay. And like, like they didn't interrupt you during your set. Like they also gave you props. I'm like, it's not like they're being dicks to you. That's weird. Yeah. They were being super nice and they still did it because they didn't want to cause any conflict. So, so like an arrogance, cocky sort of thing. Uh, I know some bands like they want to keep. Now my deal is my bands get full creative control over all everything. Yeah. I'm just here to support them. Understood. So, but major labels 
it's like 80% of sales at least typically. And then they get control of your music. Uh Now there's some indie bands like their requests would be, they want full creative control, the label to pay for everything and they get nothing from sales. I've literally had that happen. Sure. And I'm, I'm like the, the, they have to get something. They can't just give you all this for free. They need something back. Yeah, I think that there's this illusion because, I mean, my full-time jobs, I work for a record label. Oh, nice. And um, there's a lot of, I think, misunderstanding with younger bands that take for granted how much it costs to just release a, a record on, on a physical format. Because, I mean, we do vinyl, CD, everything digital distribution about that vinyl thing yeah yeah uh, i can i could definitely get you info on that at, a, at another time when we're not recording but uh <laughs> so there's a lot of people that don't understand how much that costs and uh i think the best thing to do in those regards is just have like really clear open communication with people from the jump and not be afraid to uh you know, tell people something that they're not going to want to hear. If they need to hear it eventually, just fucking tell them, you know, like, Hey, you know, you want to do this thing. It's going to cost you 4,000 bucks and that's going to be coming out of, you know, your sales. Got to recoup it. Yeah. We need to pay for that stuff somehow. Yeah. We cannot, we cannot do the, the fancy embossed album jacket and it won't cost you so much. And then, you know, maybe you'll start getting your profits sooner. But, you know, I like a good classic crystal case. I think that I think there's another thing with artists where like uh, entitlement is kind of natural. I think sometimes with rock and roll and uh, going back to you talking about cockiness and arrogance and stuff as shitty as it is dealing with cocky people and arrogant people. Part of me. A small part of me thinks that a big problem with rock and roll right now is that there isn't enough cockiness, but like nuanced cockiness. I'm talking like Van Halen cockiness, you know, where it was like, you know, like that, just like that attitude, like everybody is so nice now in rock or just so like approachable, you know, it's like, not that I don't think Van Halen wasn't approachable. There's just sort of like this, like larger than life, like we're on a different level, you know? And like, there's like all of this just like attitude that we don't have anymore. And I kind of like, there's a part of me, maybe just cause I'm a child of the eighties. Like I miss that rock star attitude, but like there's a big part of the current, uh, we'll just say social climate where like the rock star attitude isn't, uh, politically correct in some ways anymore to have yeah you have to be nice and understanding yeah it would cause a lot of problems now <laughs> yeah but i just think that like i don't know i just think rock should have a little bit of attitude personally say, ages, be nice think- people be nice people i'm not saying like do drugs and you know hang around underage girls fuck all that shit i'm not about that. that i'm not i'm not about that i'm just saying like just like a nuanced arrogance just like a nuanced like it's even it's even kind of like confidence, you know what I mean? Like it's like air it's like the um it's like the cockiness and the kind of just like uh like if you're a, a like a Star Wars fan, like the Han Solo-ness of rock and roll yeah. has gone away and now everybody's just kind of smug. 
Like that's the most attitude you get. Just kind of like a, yeah, I'm cool. I try to refrain from using the word like hipster, but it's like a hipster smugness. If that makes any sense. No, I, get and where I, you're I don't fucks from. with it. I don't like it. No, I got where you're coming from, but that's just me. I'm, 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 uh, I'm 33 years old right now. I'm turning 34 this year. So I'm like, I'm, I'm getting into that phase when I think, uh, cynicism becomes just like a natural trait. I'm starting to get to that point myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you, you, you interact so much behind the scenes in any realm of arts and entertainment and cynicism is going to just work its way into your bloodstream. It's inevitable. But a good way to combat that is to find something new about what you're passionate about and fall in love with that. And that helps combat that. I love that. Because you keep falling in love over and over again with what you're passionate about. I love that. And it's just a different aspect every time. It's kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of something that you said earlier to me when we were downstairs, when you were talking about how like you're engaging more with kind of like more folk music and softer stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like you still love music, but just engaging with different facets of it and finding things that are new. You know, there's so much that's out there. Like uh, a good example for me is Smokey Bellows. Oh, those dudes are awesome. They've yeah. been on the show. Shout outs to them. We got to clap. You got to clap for those motherfuckers. They're good dudes. They're fucking fantastic. Yeah. Great. Live but band. It's like a folk rock. Yeah. And Nick's voice. God damn. Oh yeah. That, that boy got some soul. Yeah. Uh, he got a little bit of the devil in him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because their album's called Devil. Exactly. And I'm the devil. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much Satanists. Satan. And that's actually. Uh, I'm sure, you, what, I'm sure you've gotten that before. Yeah, I'm sure you've got. We, we don't got to go there. But Smokey Bellas, yeah. Yeah, awesome I dudes. actually can't tell someone at my day job because uh, very deeply spiritual person. Yeah. And takes offense to me calling myself the devil. <sighs> Give me a break. But I like all the puns. Totally. Like, right now you have the devil on your side. Uh, I was waiting for the <laughs> No. No, I'm not good. I... We don't know each other that well. I mean, we're getting to know each other yeah. here. But one thing you should know about me is I will never boo a pun. I'm a big pun dude. I'm all about punching people out. If you know what I'm you saying, sh- you should meet my best friend Josh. Okay, all right. Yo, me and Josh can we can we can link up. He he loves puns. I'm all about it. Do you know there are like pun competitions that happen? I would not be surprised. I would love to. I don't. I don't know if I'm talented or quick enough to engage in a pun competition. But I'm I would just, quick enough. But I don't know that many puns. I'm yeah. not that sharp with puns. Sometimes I could be quick, but it's only when I'm not thinking about it. Like, like it'll just like I'll hear like it'll just come out. But if I try to like, if I try to, it's almost like anything creative in a way. Like if yeah. you try to force yourself to do it, you just stall up. But just like if the the natural creative juices are flowing sometimes like the dumbest shit comes out of my mouth now that i think about it i you do you know the show lucifer i'm aware of it but i've never watched it fantastic show start watching um (laughs) okay noted he does a lot of puns with devil okay yeah cool so it cracks me up every time it sounds good and like my spirit animal (laughs) (laughs) with um we had, uh, you know, we had mentioned before, again, f- 
for those of you that know, we record the show at Penn Brewery and uh, Dakota mentioned to me that, you know, you don't drink, which is yep. totally cool. And I like to ask this question with people about the balance of business and party and how you handle all of these things. I guess it's typically more of a question for people that are in bands, but uh, with you in your position, I I'm, do have an aspect on that though. You, okay. So let's, let's, let's dig into that. You know, how do you balance like getting serious stuff done and still having fun, whether it's, you know, promoting a show or just doing your stuff from your computer? Well, uh, I have this problem when I actually go to a show, if it's a band I really love, it's really hard for me to not fangirl. Okay. That's I'm cool. Them. Yeah. I'm, I'm like trying to control myself. I'm like, it's okay. Breathe, breathe, <laughs> breathe. You can do this. Totally. You can do this. Uh-huh. Talk to them like a normal person. Okay. I love you. Yeah. That's not normal. <laughs> uh, people have most likely seen this happen where I'm like gushing around them. Because I love though. their music that much. That's great. Because I feel it so deeply. And I'm like, oh my, case in point. Uh, if you ever talk to Zoja or Zach from Raina Z. Oh yeah, they've been on the show. I'm not hitting the claps again. <laughs> not hitting the claps for you. Fuck you. No, I'm kidding. They're awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, don't make Zoja bite your ankles now. <laughs> That's right. Short joke. Yeah. Yeah. Take it, Zoja. Yeah, she's fucking ferocious. I'll tell you that. Oh, she gets teased all the time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But uh, <laughs> they uh, have you ever heard of the band The Nearly Deads? Uh, they're one of the bands that are in my heart and soul with Hailstorm. Okay, cool. Just so you have an idea of how much I love them. Fair enough. Got it. Uh, I never had gotten to see them live. Never. Also learned something about myself during that show. Uh, I'm easy to kidnap. <laughs> I, who, who kidnaps I, a polar bear? People who like to stay warm in the winter, so they need me for my pelt. Got it. So I bought VIP. I was like, I'm doing everything. I'm doing the whole nine yards. I'm turning off my phone. No one's talking to me. Okay. I'm All going right. to the show. All right. So I I went there. There's only two people for VIP. <laughs> but uh, they're like, oh, it's really small in there. Uh we're going to do the VIP on a van. We got candy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I got lured into a van with candy. Mm, okay. All with right. Very little effort. All right. Okay. <laughs> I pick on myself constantly for that. Uh huh. Fair enough. But, uh, when they started playing, I knew every song. So I'm, I'm like just rocking out. And then they were like, so do you want the set list? I'm like, yes. Yes, yes. Give me set list. Set list. So I could not control myself at all. Okay, so Zach and Zoe just saw me during <laughs> this, and I can only imagine how hard they were laughing at me. Okay, okay. For how deeply in love I was with that band. That's awesome that you could still find that passion in music, though. That's great. Uh, I was trying. To so with, with you though and balancing you know business and partying it's just more of like if you're out and about you just kind of like like you're you just like let your nerd flag completely fly yeah. every once in a while i have been getting better if i'm not in person with them okay that makes sense yeah because i actually found this artist uh because i dig through Bandcamp on occasion too like i'll do put in certain searches you got to do boom. your research man hell yeah and then I'll do a sample for each one because you can just click the 
album cover on Bandcamp and it'll start playing the music. Like you don't go have to go to another page. This part of the click and then you're instantly there. Yeah. So I will just do that and go through like a 200 albums. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Even if I've already gone through them and I'm like, Oh, I'll listen again. Let's see if uh, it catches me. Cause it's a different day and different mindset. Yeah. And so there was an artist I found his last name's Joseph Chilmy or his name is Joseph Chilmy last name Chilmy. Okay. Uh, and I listened to his song preserve candy. And I'm like, like did Bob Dylan come back to life? What the <laughs> fuck? So I went and bought that song and I was like, Oh, he's got to have socials. That kind of sounds like there's got to be socials. I'm, I'm following him now. He had no socials. All he had was Bandcamp. Wild. Okay. But I found his uh, Facebook profile and I became <laughs> friends with him. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I hit request and I messed with him like, dude, your music is utterly fantastic. Like, I just had to tell you, like, his music was that good to me. And he's an indie artist. Like, he's not on anything. And then I eventually ended up asking him later. And I'm like, you know, your last name is very similar. I used to follow this. Uh, I follow this other artist named Gabriella. She has the same last name. Is like this a common last name or something? Because it's C I L M I, which is yeah, very a, unique. Yeah, definitely. So I felt like I needed to ask at that point. And like he's like, oh yeah, we did share the same womb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, don't toy with my emotions right now. You're her brother. He's like, yeah, that's nuts. And I'm like, I, I, I almost lost my shit. <laughs> I had to take a moment to breathe. Like, I'm like, I need to walk away from this computer right now and just go breathe. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> because that was never one of those artists that's like deep in my heart is Gabriella. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm like, hold on, hold on. I need to breathe first before I continue to talk with him. I hit him with a series of questions. And then uh, I just like tell her thank you for me. <laughs> Fair. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super awesome. And he's such a cool dude too. Like just to talk to about music, like me and him, like just joked randomly. And then I actually read the band page for his music and she was listed. <laughs> I think and it was like side note. I'm a moron. Yeah, she fair enough. Listed. Fair <laughs> enough. I think that it's really awesome, you know, for you to take the time to reach out to somebody and let them know that you appreciate their art, especially with them being, you know, regardless if it's an independent artist or not. I think that that's something that a lot of people may not realize how much that means to independent artists to hear. You know, you could really, I mean. I mean, we're human beings. We all have emotions and sensitive things and we all have egos that need scratched and whatnot. So I think that it really means a lot. If you have, if you know somebody that's in a band and you know, you think they're doing good and you're into what they're doing, verbalize that, tell them, tell your friends that you're proud of them because it, it means a lot. I think especially with artists, you know, a lot of times it's really easy to get down on yourself and think that, you know, everything you're doing is a big, big old waste of time and all that stuff. I think it's just part of the artist curse, but you know, as somebody that may just be a fan of music, or if you have friends that are in bands and you're in a band, let your friends know that you appreciate them. You don't got to do it all the time, but 
every once in a while, if you think about it, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like sometimes I, I feel it might be, I might come off as like kind of corny or weird. If I'm just like, Hey, you know what, dude? Like, I'm really proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. And, uh, you shouldn't be. Cause I think, I think people need that. People need more positivity. Whenever like my brother gets drunk, I get that <laughs> <laughs> from your brother to you. Yeah. Okay. He, he's what he's become that kind of drunk. Like he'll, he'll drink too much. He's like, I love you, man. <laughs> hey, he that's... used to be a very violent drunk. Ooh. Dude. Well, not like violent. Like he used to be a bouncer. Aggressive. So he was like aggressive. I gotcha. Though he had stages. Okay. Depending on what he drank. And I didn't know what he drank. Uh, you would get so many different fr- phrase, phases of him. Uh, one of the most popular ones, I think this ha- involved tequila and Southern comfort Ooh, was his Frank Sinatra face. <laughs> Uh, where he believed he was Frank Sinatra and would sing all of Frank Sinatra's greatest hits starting from five blocks away. Okay. And, hey, it was good. I always knew when he was coming home. <laughs> it was like, is that Summer Wind? Yes, Summer Wind. Uh, Ted's almost home. <laughs> and then he had his White Stripes phase, too. Okay. Where he would just rock the fuck out with air guitar. Yeah, that's it. For that's, three hours. Straight. That's an interesting yin and yang right there. That's cool. That's why I'm, I can sleep through anything. Like, I lived with him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, um, th- was there a fire? <laughs> yeah. Funny story. He, we and him were playing uh, video games one day. Uh, he would only play sports games at the time. So we were playing basketball. And because I. I never missed a free throw. He tried to psych me out by trying to set me on fire. Okay. I still made the free throw. All right. Fucking little Harlem goat globetrotter over here. Hell yeah. I'm like, I'd rather be set on fire than lose to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of losing to people as a, I guess a soon to be label rep slash current. I mean, you're kind of in the beginning stages of getting yeah. this. You mentioned that you're going to be start up. You're, you're announcing, you know, your roster and stuff soon enough and all those things. I thought we decided it was Rasta Rasta. You're Rasta. I'm curious your concepts on the idea of competition. Are you somebody that, you know, whenever you get this started up, are you going to find yourself being really competitive with other labels and other things that are going on or do you think it's more or less that like you know if you build up this thing it can almost be like how bands should be with other bands and network are you going to try to network with other labels and build build a bigger foundation and like you know do things that way that's actually what i was planning on okay because i'd rather work with other labels than try to compete with them yeah because that way all of us who help bands in different ways can work together and like make some beautiful like tours some like dream tours uh there was one i had involved september morning in kaleido ah shout outs cool yeah uh kaleido is actually indie uh they have publicists and everything but they're not on a label i got you but they're nationally touring cool good for them actually uh you might like them if you're a fan of hailstorm you'll probably like kaleido okay noted yeah they just put out a new EP. Cool. Yes, I plugged you. You're welcome. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good for you. But uh, I, there's so many labels out there. It would be better for us to work together, pull our resources, and get this done 
making this place, making this world even better with the music that's in it. Yeah, I, lo- I love that idea because like right now, with how things are going and the current environment with music and just anything creative, the last thing that we need is competition within itself. You know, I think that we all need to be networking. There isn't a whole lot of uh, there isn't a whole lot of success. I guess to go around, you know what I mean? So there's no reason to try to hoard it. I think the the best thing that we could do is try to continue to support each other, whether it's a band supporting a band or a label supporting a label or fuck say a band supporting a label. They're not even on or vice versa, you know, doing those things because the more we can prop each other up, the more those normal people that aren't artists that I was talking about at the beginning of this conversation, they're going to recognize it. If they could see that, you know, we're building something cool. People are going to want to be a part of it. And I think a huge reason why maybe we'll say it's a small reason why, you know, local and independent shows have such lackluster turnouts is because of how divided everything's become, you know, like people get into these bubbles and they don't want to let other people into their bubbles. It's like, why not let people into your bubbles? This room can hold 200 people. Why are there only 15 here? It's bullshit. Question I've asked many times. Let's network. Let's get this fucking shit together. Now, uh, I I like what, uh, there's a local production company that's doing a lot of cool things, getting diverse shows together. It's, I, you may have had them on. Um, Twist of Fate Productions? Yes, they were just on the show. Oh, okay. Really? You pay attention more. <laughs> That's all good, man. You're busy talking to bands in Europe or whatever. I actually had one uh, submit to me just the other day. Cool. A uh, really cool band. Uh, more of a classic rock, like 70s vibe. Really nice. I liked it a lot. Twist Kiss the, the Gun. Okay. Kiss that the was, Gun. That's the name of the band? Yeah, if I remember correctly. Okay. But we yeah. were chatting about uh, Twist of Fate. Like yeah. they keep bring they bring in new acts and then combine it with uh, different locals that fit the bill. So it's a really good combination, and I love seeing that. Uh, they're just awesome people. So props to them for everything that they do. Yeah, yeah, we will we will clap for them. They they've become pretty good friends, and uh, I really have nothing but like the highest respect for what they're doing. Um, I've been doing independent music stuff for a long time. Like, I mean, I, I've been doing this podcast for five years. I've been playing in bands for like 15 years and the energy and spirit that like they have, it's rare, especially on like such a local and underground level. I haven't met a lot of people like them, so it's really cool to have them around doing stuff for sure. And they're just good people to talk to about music too. Yeah. In general. Yeah. They're, they're, they're super passionate, just nice people that, you know, are utilizing their resources to get things done because you'd be surprised how much you can get done with little effort. Honestly, if you just give a shit and put in a little bit of work, you could get a lot done. We have all this amazing technology. You got this, these fucking computers and these phone contraption things. You could fucking, be talking to anybody in fucking five minutes. If you just push in the right things, it's crazy. The access that we have. And then, you know, 
we get this, some people get distracted with whatever bullshit they're into, whether it's, you know, watching animal videos, which is fine. That's cool. You know, I watch animal videos every once in a while or complaining about politics or whatever, whatever you do, just getting, if you can find a way to avoid the distractions and focus on being more productive, you can get so much shit done. Yeah. If you notice, uh, I, before I started into music, I used to post more political things. Now I post nothing. Because all my energy and focus goes towards the music. Yeah. Because anything less than my full focus and shit's not getting done. It's understandable. We only have so much time. You know, we're all juggling other shit. We all have jobs and some people have like, you know, families and some fucking people have kids. Some people have, everybody has all this crazy shit that they do. So you only have so much time. I mean, granted, there's 24 hours a day, but you know, if you're you working eight, at some point. if you're working eight hours a day, and if you're sleeping six to eight hours a day, it's two thirds of your day is fucking gone there. Then you got to eat at some point in time, and you got to maybe shower, maybe do these things. You know, you end up only being left with like three or four hours to maybe do what you really want to do. So you could still make the most of that fucking time. Oh, I cheat. I mean, yeah, some people can cheat, you know, you yeah, can, I work you, at work. Yeah. yeah so you can find ways to do that too. And I think that an encouraging way to put that would be, uh, if you want to be somebody that can work from work, you know, use your, use your creativity to be a little, to be a little tricky and find yourself, you know, a position where you can pull that off because, uh, both of us have. So <laughs> it's, it's totally oh, I doable. Fully return emails on my phone. <laughs> while helping Mm -hmm. people they have no idea it's so funny i feel like five ten five years ago you definitely couldn't get away with that because like having cell phones were a thing but they weren't completely normalized now but now it's like you're also how the the phone worked back then so yeah a combination hold on let me plug it uh Phones have become so fucking normal now that it's like you know, people don't think twi- I don't think you people even think twice about it. Mm-hmm. I'm all I'm like at fucking Taco Bell and like people will just have their fucking phone like in between customers and it's like is this how normalized this has become? I, I was guess say so. It's Taco Bell, they'll take anyone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, shut up, just give me my seven layer burrito. <laughs> sure. Are you a seven layer burrito fan? A Taco Bell? I, I haven't had uh Taco Bell in quite a long time. Yeah. Because I used to live in Beachview and they eating all the Mexican food up there kind of made me not want Taco Bell anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a very, very valid statement. Yeah, some of the best tacos I ever had in my life were up in Beachview. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Las Palmas. Uh-huh. Love that food. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Hell yeah. No, I want it. <laughs> Sorry, man. I don't mean to be making you hungry, but we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute anyways. We've we've broke our hour mark, and I just wanted to like dig in a little bit more into the label, which I did. One more hour. And I think... <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's some guy outside the door once another hour gone. Yeah, yeah. I just, they just don't stop clapping. Thanks. Yeah. Shout outs to our studio audience for being here today. Thank you all for being here. Wonderful people. And uh, I want to thank you for coming by Dakota. I really appreciate it. I think it's great to meet more people in the city. that are doing stuff, you yeah, know, and just like that are giving a shit and trying to give help, give uh, artists and bands a bigger voice, a louder voice. It's really important. And I'm happy that you're doing it, man. Thank you. 
thank you. I wish you all the luck with everything. I'm really excited to see the roster and where everything goes. And yeah, hey, I got a couple bands that aren't in Pittsburgh. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's all good. If they ever come through Pittsburgh, you want to have some bands One does. Uh, I, I don't, no, are you going to spoil? You're going to, you're going to, you're about to spoil the Rasta, no. the Rasta bro. Don't do Someone it. Someone who works with the band has had a band come through Pittsburgh. Okay. Fair enough. They've fair actually enough. worked with twist of fate productions. Oh, okay. 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 All right. But so not the band that that's going. We can, we can, we can Sherlock Holmes this a bit, but, uh, so before we wrap this up, where can people find out more about you and the label? Well, uh, they could go to devil inside promotions.com or they can hit up the Facebook page, devil inside records. Uh, usually we'll, post a bunch of things people may not be fan of this but sometimes we post we often post uh music memes uh but we try to mostly because my head's been down in the grindstone more so i've been unfortunately posting more of those lately understood but actually the artist i mentioned joseph chilme is on the devil inside facebook page and everything he's really awesome cool so if you like music that reminds you of bob dylan check him out awesome man hell yeah so definitely be sure to check all that stuff out any idea when you're going to be dropping that rasta that rasta august august in august well today today is august 1st according to the release date so soon right keep an eye on it depends on the next three meetings all right. Okay. That makes sense. Meetings. This is some official shit your boy's doing over here. He has meetings. Yeah. The, that's all it comes down to is what happens at those. Fair enough. So one may require a second meeting and I'm going to hold off to the roster until all that's completely resolved. I gotcha. I gotcha. Cool. Well, yo, I'm looking forward to it. Best of luck with everything. And we're going to do our outro. No. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much Another for coming hour. by. <laughs> Dakota Hervacek, Devil Inside Records. Thanks again so much for coming out. Uh, I'll be back again in a couple days with another episode same time same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2019 what year is it 2020 what what fucking year is it i don't even know we've we've gone past the jetsons yeah it doesn't fucking matter they were 2003 thanks for listening and uh that's it we're done yay cool Ugh.